This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Let's check in on this global pandemic. COVID-19, oh, why you so mean? My test came back clean, but I'm still in quarantine. The store shelves are big Okay, we've got a couple of stories here for you, starting with uh, amusement parks in California are reopening. But uh, just like I believe overseas they did this at the amusement parks too. Scream on the inside. They're asking oh, yeah. that you do not scream on roller coasters. This was this was a Japanese warning at a Japanese amusement park earlier. And we all laughed just like when when they started wearing masks overseas. We're like, talk about an overreaction. And what do you know? Now we're wearing masks and we're not allowed to scream on our roller coasters. Sure, but is anybody following the rules? Is there fines set in place? Who who you don't scream voluntarily. Mickey Mouse will will tackle you on your way off the, the ride if you don't Listen to <laughs> straight up clotheslined <laughs> you. I love a good mascot fight. <laughs> People in those costumes fighting is awesome. It's so funny that the, the, the nitpicky ways that companies try to get around COVID protocols. You're opening a damn amusement park, you know. Yeah. But you you have to be like, oh no, we do care, so don't scream on the roller coasters. Well, speaking of that, restaurants, you know that it's. It's scary for restaurant owners and bar owners because if they don't follow the guidelines or their patrons aren't following the guidelines, they could get in trouble. They could lose their their licenses, their businesses. Mm -hmm. So they've got to make sure that people are doing what they're supposed to be doing. And a restaurant in Texas is now adding a $50 charge to people's bills if they don't wear masks. Or if they have to explain why you have to wear a mask in the restaurant, they will charge $50 to your bill. <laughs> yeah. And it, it'll be a $75 charge if they have to listen to why you disagree with the rule. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You know, there's no need to call the cops. There's no need to fight somebody. Just charge them at the butt. Yeah. You should be tipping, man. The restaurant staff that's out there working. I've spoken with some bar owners that I know. And they say a lot of staff didn't even bother coming back because, one, there's only 50 people in the place. They're not getting the tips that they usually get in terms of quantity. And two, they're still getting money from the government. And, and bar owners are having trouble getting staff to return because they're getting paid to do nothing right now. I mean, yeah. it, it really shows a person's character if they'd rather sit at home and get paid instead of working. Yeah, but then also, paid. you know, yeah, I, I agree. But then they can also have the excuse that it's they don't want to have to be interacting with so many people because it's only fifty people in the restaurant yeah. at once. But you're you could be dealing with three hundred people, you know, throughout the day. So. Yeah, no one wants to get COVID. That's true. But for the the owners, from an owner's perspective, they have no obligation to hire people back now if they refuse to come back to work. Yeah, true. So you can just hire the good people back. Yeah. See you later, anyone who was on the bubble. <laughs> <laughs> and this is good. We've seen a lot of uh, videos, uh, viral videos of people freaking out because of COVID regulations. And it happened at a brewery in Virginia. Bell's Brewery in Bedford, Virginia has created a new beer based on something a guy yelled 
as they were kicking him out of the brewery. It is directed towards me, for sure. I was the so-called, you know. We had to end up calling the cops on him because he would not leave the premises and he also assaulted a staff member. The only way that we could, at least on our side, was through beer. We decided to support our staff for the backlash that they have been receiving, basically by labeling it. No other perfect way to stand up for all of the people that have been pretty much like abused during all of this. The beer is called Your Manager is a (laughs) B-Word. That's the name of the beer. It's got a picture. You heard the woman talking there. That was the manager, and she was the one who was getting yelled at. There's a picture of her on the can. That's funny. Your manager is a B. Wow. A perfect summer drink for all the Karens out there. (laughs) Yeah. Can I speak to your manager? I won't leave, I won't out, I ain't confused, I have no doubt, I won't leave. Yeah, sounds a little different on acoustic guitar. Right, Jim? It's a little louder in the original version. Yeah, the studio version, they, they dialed all the knobs up, I think. It's fun, man, doing a live stream. You get to see into into people's lives, into their homes, and Danko... It looked like he was performing from his office, and he was very proud of his autographed picture of Rowdy Roddy Piper, WWE legend, yeah. that was behind him. He actually moved his guitar and tried to move his camera because he wanted uh, uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper in the background for his performance. <laughs> it's just yeah, it was just shirtly, shirtless Roddy, shirtly Roddy, shirtly Roddy. But it just yeah, it was just like he was shirtless, kind of greased up in the background. <laughs> look funny. You got Dango playing the guitar and there's just a shirtless dude sitting on a shelf behind him. We Speaking of Pipers, we did have some Pipers. Bob Noxious performed with the Mud Men. Great energy to that performance. Bob did four songs for us from the the PA shop, Music City in London, Ontario. And it was nice to see just guys on stage rocking out again, live for the first time in so long, Jim. I know, really, really made me miss it. Um, Yeah, just they look like they're having so much fun. And I was like, I want to be in that room. I want to be in there catching a pick or high five in the bassist or something. Taking home a balloon. They had balloons dropped from the ceiling. Yeah, they went all in. I even saw a Sasquatch, a dancing Sasquatch at one point <laughs> on stage. We're talking about the Taz and Jim St. Paddy's Day shenanigans live stream on Facebook last night. We did it for the Unison Benevolent Fund, trying to raise money and, and get support for local and Canadian musicians who have been struggling over the past year because of the pandemic. This is a great organization that helps musicians through tough times. They've been around for a while, but they've they've really had their work cut out for them with COVID-19. You can still donate if you want to do that today. Unison, text the word Unison to 45678 if you want to donate. Who else did we have last night on there? Oh yeah, Matt Mays. 
Matt Mays, he's, he's making me emotional every time I listen to him. He said he didn't want to play one of the old Irish songs that he used to play when he was 16 years old out on the East Coast in the pubs because they were all kind of sad songs. and About like ships sinking and, right. and people he didn't, dying. He didn't want to make us depressed, but then he pulls out the Van Morrison. <laughs> the saddest artist of all time. <laughs> no, I, don't, I, would, I don't know if this is a sad song, but... It definitely gives me feelings. You know what I mean? It makes me emotional. Here's uh, Matt Mays last night doing some Van Morrison. Like, can you imagine if you were that good at singing and playing guitar, Jim? I, I know that's what we, when we bought our guitars, that's what you thought was going to happen if you played enough, but uh, no. No, yeah, I'm glad nobody ever records me while I'm doing it. Right, that's what you think you sound like yeah. when you're playing guitar by yourself in the basement, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a big shout out to our pal. This guy's got a great laugh. I can't wait to party with Sam Coffee. Doesn't he seem like a fun guy? He really did. He's just got great energy. Yeah, laughing and smiling. We had we had a couple of uh, limericks that we wrote. Sam really seemed to enjoy the one I wrote about him. You can still see the live stream. It's up on our Facebook page now. You can go back and watch the entire show or just watch whatever portion you want. But... Uh, uh, again, another emotional moment. Sam Coffey, his, his ancestry is Irish, and he dedicated this song to his grandfather. On the 4th of July, 1806, we set sail for the sweet cob of Cork. We were sailing away with a cargo of bricks for the Grand City Hall in New York. It was a wonderful craft. She was rigged for and daft. And oh, how the wild winds drove her. She stood several blasts. She had 27 masts. And they called her the Irish Rover. Oh, my God, snakes are everywhere. Oh, yeah, Eddie had venomous snakes on the floor of his his apartment. We couldn't see them because the camera was from the, the waist up. He assured us there was 10 of them, though. Yeah, he, he, he promised that there were venomous snakes playing around his ankles <laughs> as he performed. Sam Coffey. Ow! ow. Yeah. <laughs> I really, was hoping. He really was, committed to the bit. I know. I was hoping that he had a, uh, a rubber snake pinned to his pant leg and he was going to lift up his leg at the end of the song. Oh, that would have been a showstopper. <laughs> to reveal that. It was, it was still excellent. A ton of fun. Thank you, Sam Coffey. When you play Irish Rover, it really feels like St. Patty's Day. Mm-hmm. And Jim looked like a giant poop emoji. Now I I take I am offended by this because I took a long time to get my potato costume ready for St. Patty's Day in honor of my heritage. Well, once you said you were a potato, I I got it. I was like, yeah, I, I can see potato, but definitely had a real poop emoji vibe to it. A uh, couple other comments here on the Facebook feed. Jim looks like a California raisin. <laughs> A little bit, because yeah, you didn't yeah. have pants on, too. I did like that you, you went all the way, and you're just a big brown ball with no pants on. Sure, yeah, yeah. I should have done, like, a little dance. Ooh-doo-wop-boo-doo. Like the California Raisin. <laughs> I heard it through the grapevine. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is, yeah. <laughs> 
And and someone else here saying that Jim looks like Mr. Hanky, and that's enough. That's Pooh, right? Yeah. That's South Park. Yeah. Howdy ho. Um, but uh, the fact that you wore that costume the entire broadcast cracks me up because we had people. Yeah, you you said Matt Mays is one of your favorite Canadian artists, and he yeah. he joins into the conversation. Uh, you've never really talked to him in person before. First time he sees you, you're dressed like a giant potato. Yeah, yeah. I, I have far too much respect <laughs> for him to be dressed like such Obviously an imbecile. Obviously not. Well, I mean, I don't have respect for us and our show. I just want oh, to goof great. around. Yeah, thanks. But, you know, <laughs> I put him above us. Um, he yeah, loved I kind of didn't really think. Yeah, he and he's like, see you, Taz. See you, potato. <laughs> I don't think you know. I don't expect him to know my real name, but I think from He'll now on, I will remember you. Pota- yeah, exactly. Hey, hi, it's Jim Kelly. Who? The Potato. Oh, hey, Potato. <laughs> <laughs> Your spud, buddy? Couldn't go out last night, so we did the best we could, live streaming some uh, some drinks, some music, and some fun with the Taz and Jim St. Patty's Day shenanigans live stream featuring bands like Bob Noxious. Men Pipers in there too, uh, and we did have a good a good night, um, good evening. Uh, Jim, you made an effort while you were dressed like a potato. We're going to play the audio here, but to truly appreciate this feat, you got to see Jim in his potato costume telling these St. Patty's Day jo- Day jokes. You tried to break the world record for most St. Pat's jokes told in thirty seconds, right? Mm-hmm. And I was timing, usually here in the studio, we've got the official timer going, but since I was at home in my basement, I had to use the timer of, on my phone, and there was a little bit of confusion. Uh, let's replay what went down, and then we'll make a decision one way or another whether or not you broke the record here. Okay, I've got the timer here. I'm ready. On your marks, get set, go. What do you call a coffee with two Irish creams in it? What? A double Dublin. Why did the Irishman hate the band Creed? He called it Shamrock. How did the Celt smoke his weed? By smoking know. his pot of gold in a, from a bagpipe. How Ooh. did St. Paddy like to walk? March. Ow. What is Ireland's favorite children entertainer? Blarney the dinosaur. dinosaur. Why couldn't the man finish his burger in Ireland? Too many patties. Know. Why did St. Paddy work for Uber? Because he had to drive the snakes out of Ireland. What do you call an Irish waterfowl? A lucky duck. What did the Irishman say to the Scotsman who fell off his bike? UK? Bud, you're done. Oh. I don't know why I don't know why the uh, buzzer didn't go off, but yeah, 30 seconds is over. I was in the zone. Sorry, bro. There were some good ones there. Did, did you I have get any left? I don't know. You have any <laughs> leftovers? No, because I, I the timer kept going and I kept and I kept going. Well, I'll tell you what happened. My phone locked, and I think I showed everyone a picture of my cute kids there as my screensaver, and that was it. So I yeah, you broke the record. Congratulations. <laughs> explains why we don't drink at work. <laughs> yeah, and it also explains why uh late night TV hosts do the jokes off the top of the show and then they uh, backload the uh the show with the musical guest. 
Kind of, kind of running out of steam by the end of it there. <laughs> yeah, you know, right, we, right. we, we had did, a lot of energy up top. Yeah, we did the jokes at the end of the show. Big mistake. <laughs> Just scanning headlines here, and I'm trying to make sense of a story. You can help me out here. <laughs> I don't know what the moral of this story is, okay? So a guy steals a car. Got it? Yep. 21-year-old in Maryland uh, was driving around with a friend in a stolen SUV. And they see a random guy on the side of the road changing a flat tire. So they pulled over and said, hey, can we give you a hand? And when they're helping the guy change the tire, he jumps in their stolen SUV and steals their already stolen car. (laughs) He didn't get far. He slammed into a curb and got stuck. But these two thieves, they stole a car, but they pulled over to help a guy. Is the moral of the story never help anyone? Ah, I hmm. maybe maybe this moral is karma's not real because they they almost balanced it. You steal a car, you help somebody, you think your karma zero, then you get the car stolen again. I wonder if that was their logic. They're like, we stole this car, we better do a good deed today, and they're just kind of cruising around looking for an old lady who needed help crossing the street. Sure. <laughs> A guy who had a flat tire needed it changed. (laughs) The flat tire guy pulled a gun on them and then ran into the woods. Uh, The car he was driving also was a stolen car. Sure. Both the guys had warrants out. Now they uh, they're in captivity. They they're all facing new charges. <laughs> all three got caught. Right. See if someone another car thief steals my car that I stole earlier, I cut my losses and I get the hell out of there. Especially if he just crashed, because you know the police are showing up very soon. These guys are just all dumb all around. Well, I don't know where they were. Maybe they're on the side of the highway and there was nowhere to go. But yeah, all of them got caught. <laughs> so is the moral. You will get caught somehow, some way. The universe will make sure you get caught if you yeah, do something bad. The universe will make it right. <laughs> Never trust anybody, I <laughs> Never think. Never trust anybody. A car thief stops to help someone with a flat tire and they steal his stolen car. We've heard of disgruntled employees. Earlier this week, we were talking about the woman in London, Ontario. Apparently, used to work for the uh, London Transit Commission, went and stole a bus. Mm hmm. And took it on a joyride, caused a bunch of uh, damage to the bus. And we don't know for sure, but it sounds like it could be related to her feelings about her former employer. Yeah, I doubt it's just a coincidence. Uh Uh-huh. How about a disgruntled employer trying to get revenge on a former employee? Listen to this. A guy who lives in Georgia gave his two weeks notice at the uh, auto body shop he works at. The owner was so upset, he just walked out of the room and disappeared. The company still owed the employee $915. They never sent it to him. So he got the uh, Department of Labor involved. And eventually, (laughs) the, the employer paid the former employee what he was owed by dumping 500 pounds of pennies covered in oil into his driveway. Wow. His girlfriend posted, this is just interesting to see how much uh, 900 or or $1,000 worth of pennies would be. It's a pretty big pile. Here she is with her camera out, walking up to the pile of pennies. Pennies. 
probably a thousand dollars worth of pennies and a little love note. <laughs> the, love note. the love note says F you. That's all <laughs> that's written on a piece of paper. A giant wow. They've got a shovel next to the pile of pennies and a bucket. Honestly, the amount of effort to get that many pennies. Yeah. That is, I've heard of, you know, guys disgruntled with the city or something like that, and they'll pay a hundred dollars uh, of a fine or something like that in pennies. But to find almost a thousand dollars worth of pennies. I don't even know where you'd get that many pennies. You? The internet, I guess. You can't take it to a bank. Right. So to several banks. He says that he's going to uh, clean them off, cash them in, and <laughs> move on with his life. Ask one of the neighbor kids to roll them up. <laughs> the, the great uh, end of this story would be if he found like some rare pennies in there that were worth like 40 grand. <laughs> yeah, like an original Abraham Lincoln penny. Yeah. Oil with the oil covered pennies. The oil too. I wonder why. Like I would to make them harder to pick up. Well, he said he quit his job because the work environment was toxic, and yeah. I think he may have some evidence to back <laughs> up that claim. We're just telling you about a guy in Georgia. He quit his job because he said it was a toxic work environment. Gave his two weeks notice. They still owed him some money, and uh, it seems like the boss dumped $915 worth of pennies, the amount he owed the employee, in the guy's driveway, covered the pennies with oil, and left a note on top of the pile that says F you. <laughs> Which is an aggressive move. What a waste of time. <laughs> By an employer. He worked at Walker Luxury Auto Works in Peachtree City, Georgia. Sounds like such a pleasant place. It does. The uh, I love these the news segments where like the news goes and solves your problems for you. Yeah, like we should get the one of those man. going. Yeah, we should get one of those going when COVID's over. Taz and Jim help. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. We're knocking on doors and taking names. Yeah. Did you dump this garbage on this farmer's field? <laughs> you know that kind of stuff. Um, so the news, the local news station went to talk to the owner to ask him about the pennies that got dumped in this guy's driveway and he was recording the dude. Do you have the audio there, Jim? Yeah, it starts with, it just, it's a bit longer than just that, but, uh, it just goes to show that this boss is a very hateable guy. The other employees I spoke with say they too experienced a toxic environment. Ripping up people's paychecks, their last check in front of their face and tell them, Get out of here. I spoke with Walker in person about the pennies and recorded the conversation. May I ask you at all about the pennies? Do you know anything about that? I know tons about it. What's wrong with it? So did you, did you, you did drop the pennies over at that person's house? I don't know if I did that or not. I don't really remember. You it doesn't matter. Did it or not? He got paid. That's all that matters. He's a f***ing weenie for even bringing it up. Why is he a weenie for bringing it up? Because he is, and because you guys give him a platform. I just told you exactly what I had to say. You guys are what's wrong with the world. Get the f*** off my property, okay? Jamie Kennedy, CBS 46 News. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's blaming the reporter. You're the dude who made the giant stunt out of it. It's the media, right? If you, if you didn't want to draw attention to yourself, maybe... Yeah. You don't bring a garbage can p full of pennies to dump in <laughs> someone's driveway and then spritz it with oil. Yeah, it's like the biggest spectacle you could pull off. I don't know why you guys are even paying attention to this. Just because I blew up the fireworks factory, uh, all of a sudden everyone has these questions for me. Nobody would have noticed if you didn't report on it. Why are you giving the fireworks factory fire a platform? <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I think this uh, Andreas is the employee's name. I think he's wherever he ends up, he's going to be in a much better place. Devin Peacock. I want to see you peacock. Cock, 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 peacock oh, it's cock, been a while since peacock, we've heard this. Peacock, we welcome to the Taz and Jim program our old pal Devin Peacock from Global News. Good morning, Dev. Morning, guys. How you doing, pal? I'm uh, I'm doing okay. I'm uh, you know getting by. How about you guys? We miss having you on the air every day. We're doing well. Uh, we do miss you, but uh, you've been very busy lately. I know you're very busy in the mornings now with Global News Radio. Um, so we appreciate you taking some time this morning. We had to get you on because listeners have been texting us all week. Guys, March Madness is coming up. Last tournament, Devin Peacock predicted the winner. I played his picks, and it won me a lot of money. So you you need him to predict again, see if he can repeat. How are you feeling about the tournament this time around? Uh, well, I mean, it's kind of crazy because it's uh, COVID times, right? And we just saw what happened to the Toronto Raptors. Uh, got decimated, lost uh, most of their starting lineup. And if uh, COVID goes through one team, it could turn everything on its heels. And so, I mean... It's, um, I mean, the March Madness is hard to predict at the best of times, let alone during a pandemic, but I, I think I got some good picks for people. What happened last year? There was, like, at the start of COVID, March Madness was just ramping up. Did they finish the tournament last year? I can't even remember. No. They did not get through it. No, it didn't happen. Yeah. So this at least we've got it back here. We got it back, although, you know, like, Duke's not involved. I mean, it's a, it's a little... It's, it's 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 back, but it's kind of it's it's like you know bizarro back because uh, some schools you would normally expect to be here aren't, and that's just you know the COVID age. We will post your full bracket on the Taz and Jim Facebook page, but why don't we talk about the teams that you think are going to make it to the Final Four here? So there are a couple teams uh, now in, in a certain to a certain extent these aren't going to be uh, super uh, sexy picks but because of covid i think you got to lean on the teams that have proven uh that they're the best of the best so in terms of who i think is going to make the final four uh gonzaga uh they're undefeated this year not exactly uh going out on a limb uh baylor they're another number one team illinois is another number one team, but the number uh, one team uh, that I don't think is going to make it is um, uh, Michigan. I'm sorry to uh, say for all the, uh, the the fans of blue out there, I'm looking at Alabama coming in Ooh. and making the Final Four. They are a team that plays uh, fast. They shoot a lot of threes. They can get you on defense. And the, uh, the whole tournament this year is going to be played in Indianapolis. So when you're in this sort of a situation, I think a team like Alabama could uh, wear a team down and make a little surprise. And so I'm predicting those four, Gonzaga, Alabama, Baylor, and Illinois to make the Final Four. And I don't mean to put the pressure on you, Deb, but people want to make a bet. If you had to put your money on one team, who do you think is going to take it all? So of those four, there are two that I like the most. Uh, Gonzaga has been the number one team in the country the entire year. Illinois, I think, has been the best team over the past three or four weeks. I think it'll be Gonzaga and Illinois in the final. And I'm just not going to overthink things. 
I like Gonzaga winning it all. The last team to go undefeated an entire year was Indiana in 1976. Now you've got Gonzaga trying to do this all these many years later. In the state of Indiana, I feel as though the、uh, stars are aligning for Gonzaga to go undefeated and win March Madness. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y 108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5 30 until 9 30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.